At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome in, everybody. It is Short Shots here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Our abbreviated version of long shots, two more weeks of such, and then we will shift to our full-length version of long shots when we hit the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, and James Mazzola will be our guest to preview that tournament. I am Brady Cannon, along with my partner, Wes Reynolds, and Wes, uh, you and I both still reeling from the uh, Colin Mora collapse last week at Kapalua. My goodness, a seven-shot lead to begin the final round, a six-shot lead to begin the back nine, and he loses to John Rahm by two shots. <laughs> Seems almost impossible, but uh, unfortunately, our neighbor here in the Las Vegas Valley found a way to get that done. Uh, so it is on to the Sony, my friend. Uh, the Sony Open at YLA Country Club as the Aloha Swing continues. Yeah, and uh, what Colin Morikawa described as sadness, that was certainly an apt term, I think, for both of us, Brady. You know, we've been through this before. We know never to spend money that we don't have. So there's always that possibility. But I didn't think that this was going to be a sweater after Colin Morikawa Morikawa was a minus 20,000 in play making the turn on Sunday. And then bogey-free for 67 holes. Disaster struck. He makes three consecutive bogeys at 14, 15, and 16. The only player, by the way, in the field to do that all week. And then John Rahm, look, uh, you know, you and I are both uh, quasi-deadheads here, and we know the song Saint Stephen, one man gathers what another man spills. And John Rahm, who bogeyed the first hole, shot 11 under for the last 17 holes. So, you know, the consecutive birdies, 12 through 14, and then the eagle at 15. That basically put that to bed. But I think Morikawa, look, it's going to be a tough initial recovery. But long term, and I was asked this question on another program, I think he's going to be fine. I think you saw that he's made big improvements with his putting. New coach Stephen Sweeney wasn't able to get home. But I think he's going to be fine later on in the year. Yeah, I I would imagine so. I mean, he played very, very well for basically 66 holes of golf. Um, But uh, yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes that happens. You can't win them all, even though it looked like we had that one 
in the bag. But uh, we puddle jump from Maui to Honolulu this week, and you couldn't have really much more of a stark contrast between these two courses, Wes. Last week at Kapalua, now this week at Wailea Country Club. Um, a massive property with undulation and elevation change, huge fairways and greens, uh, you know, at the plantation course. And then this week, a very tight golf course, thick, rough, bordering the fairways, smaller greens, very flat greens, very little elevation change. Uh, so really, you know, almost polar opposites here. About the only thing they have in common, Wes, is both courses really need the wind to blow uh, to have these players go through a real test. Uh, otherwise, you know, both of them... Uh, uh, can see some pretty low scores for the winners here. How did you break down YLA and adjust your handicap from last week to this? Yeah, and I, th- I think you kind of hit it on the head there, Brady, in the intro. This is a much different course. It is a flat course, par 70, 70, 44. So it's a shot maker's course. It's not, you know, a course that you have to be a bomber. You got to get the ball from point A to point B and make putts here, basically. Uh, average on the stint meter, 11 and a half, 7,100 square feet, seventh largest on the PGA Tour. The rough can be a little tricky, the three-inch Bermuda, so you may get flyers coming out of the thick grass, but you have dog legs, you have tight corners, palm tree line fairways. So even though the fairways measure wider than, a, than the tour average, the corridors are actually kind of tough to get there because you have so much vegetation and you have these palm trees on the fairway. So it's actually some a little bit more narrow than I think it's going to it's going to read as such. So, you know, what, what I what I did basically, Brady, in terms of, uh, you know, what I look at in terms of statistics I look at approach. Of course, I think you have to. This is the proverbial second shot golf course. So I think you had to look at that. I looked at a little bit of a combination and there's some overlap here. Some of the same guys you will see in in one of these stats, you'll see in the other. I combined fairways gained and also good drives gained because I think, you know, you want to be able to to, to, to obviously hit fairways here, even though I, I think they're relatively hittable. But you also, if you miss the fairway, and I know Russell Henley had a quote about this, if you miss a fairway, you got to know which side to miss it on. So I think that those two uh, categories will be very important. Strokes gain par four, you got 12 par fours on this par 70 layout. So you want to look mainly at par four scoring. Uh, strokes gain short game. So that's a combination of putting and also you're around the green because you are going to have to scramble at least at some point around the green at one point or another. I think strokes gain short game really encompasses all of that. Birdie or better gain, you know the winning score. If the wind doesn't blow and it looks like it's just kind of going to be moderate wind conditions, at least at first glance over the weekend. So birdie or better gain, you're going to have to be in the 20 unders, I think, to win this thing based on what we've seen the last couple of years. I believe, uh, when Cameron Smith won this in 2020, that was really heavy win. And that's why you saw the winning score was only 11 under par 269. So if the wind doesn't blow, probably 20 under and above is going to win this thing. And then I looked a little bit at strokes gain total at Wiley guys who have played well here, because this is a fairly predictive event, Brady. If you look 16 of the 17 uh, winners, last 17 winners, I should say here at this course have played here previously before their wins. So I think, uh, I think it was data golf that said other than Augusta national Wiley country club for the Sony open in Hawaii is really the most predictive event. Like guys that tend to play well here, always play well here. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is certainly true with Augusta National, probably more so than any other course. But I, I agree with you. And I think the correlated courses this week are really strong, too. Um, I, I pretty much landed on similar uh, stat, uh, statistics as you, of uh, course, strokes gained approach. Uh, strokes I, I did strokes gained around the greens and strokes gained putting, of uh, course, with Bermuda grass. The entire property this week, uh, just like last week, is Bermuda grass. Uh, driving accuracy, fairways gained, uh, par four scoring. Uh, strokes gained par four, and then also uh, greens and regulation gained uh, are what I looked at. And then as far as the correlated courses, I imagine you probably landed on these as well. Uh, Maya Coba uh, down in the Riviera Maya outside of Cancun, uh, Harbor Town where they hold the RBC Heritage, and then Colonial, uh, home to the Charles Schwab Challenge, and then Sea Island where mm-hmm. they have the RSM Classic. Yeah, I'm with you on all of those. I used a little Sedgefield too for the Wyndham. Uh, El Camilion, as you mentioned, for Mayacoba, Coco Beach, where they play the Puerto Rico Open, a little bit of Pebble Beach, too. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a little bit downwards corollary. I think the other ones that we mentioned are much better. Port Royal, of course, for Bermuda. Any of these coastal courses, I think, are going to be at least somewhat analogous to what we have this week. All right, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll get to all of the plays for the Sony Open from myself and Wes Reynolds. And we also have three outright winner selections from Matt Humans, who hit Hideki Matsuyama here at YLA last year. Stick around. We'll be right back after this. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to Short Shots right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And the time of the program to get to all of our plays, what we have going this week for the Sony Open at YLA Country Club in Honolulu. Of course, last week in Maui. Now we go over to Oahu for the Sony Open. And Matt Humans plays just three outrights this week. He's on Tom Kim, a uh, popular selection a lot of, among a lot of people in the golf betting community tom kim at 12 to 1 for matt and then russell henley at 22 to 1 and then keith mitchell at 38 to 1 and wes matt made a uh, note here that he really likes the course form for both henley and mitchell in particular two former georgia uh two former georgia bulldogs uh and uh, georgia certainly a, a school in the news uh, as of last night yeah dogs on top is the uh, hashtag for the georgia bulldogs and look uh uh, they all played, I mean, a, a few of them played very well this year, especially uh, Russell Henley. You mentioned how Matt hit the Matsuyama. I was on the other end of that with Russell Henley, who looked mm. like he was going to get it done, had the lead until very late in the tournament, had to go into the playoff, and then Hideki Matsuyama hit a bullet on the par five playoff. Oh, I think he knocked it stiff to like two, two and a half feet, and that pretty much sealed Russell Henley's fade. So, all of these sound logical. Tom Kim, by the way, the favorite. First time he's the favorite ever in, in a PGA Tour event. And I think he's right, the rightful favorite, but it's just, can you get this done? All the numbers say, you know, hey, this guy should absolutely be the favorite. I did not personally play him, though, this week. 
No, I did not land on Tom Kim either, but I do have a couple of Bulldogs on my card. I figure if uh, they can be national champions, why not Sony Open champions? Um, I'll go ahead and start here, Wes, and then we'll uh, finish up with your plays. But first up, I've got Brian Harmon at 20 to 1. He's a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, he's finished as high as fourth here at the Sony in the past. He's also got a 20th place finish and two 13th place finishes, uh, two top 10s and a top 15 at Harbortown, three top 10s at Colonial. Uh, he almost, uh, or rather he did finish second to Russell Henley, by the way, at Mayakoba almost exactly two months ago, uh, down there outside of Cancun. And then just two weeks after that, he finished second at Sea Island. So, uh, not only has he been in good form as of late, but also at the particular comp courses we're using this week. Uh, he's fifth on tour and driving accuracy, eighth in birdie average, fourth in scrambling, 14th in greens and regulation. I think he's a really good fit for this golf course. Uh, and then uh, like you last year, I did land on Russell Henley this time around. I got him at 25 to one and another Georgia Bulldog, of course. Um, he was a winner for us at Mayakoba a couple of months ago, finishing four shots better than Brian Harmon. He, uh, Henley is actually number one on tour in driving accuracy. And then over the last 24 rounds, he's fourth in the field for strokes gained approach and par four scoring. Uh, he's won here at the Sony before. Uh, and as you note, Wes also finished second last year, two top tens at Harbor town, three top tens at sea Island. And also Good thing to note here, five of the last eight winners at the Sony have had a prior win in the recent wraparound season. And of course, we mentioned Henley winning at Mayakoba. So uh, he does check that additional box there. Five of the last eight winners at the Sony with a win during the fall series. Uh, Keegan Bradley at 36 to one, another recent winner. Bradley won the Zozo back in mid-October. Um, you, you know this, Wes. He's always been an excellent ball striker, long and straight off the tee, hits a ton of greens. He's 12th in this field for strokes gained approach and 14th in greens and regulation over his last 24 rounds. But it's always been the putter that's been the bugaboo. But it, it's gotten better. It surprised me when I looked this up. He was 88th on tour uh, last season in strokes gained putting. And I figure if you're inside the top 100, that that is not bad. Um, he has finished 12th here twice before. He's also got a top 15 at Sea Island, and he's finished 8th and 15th before at Mayakoba. And then my final outright was Andrew Putnam at 50 to 1. He's been playing really well. He's been playing a lot during the fall series. Uh, he was 12th at the Shriners right here in Las Vegas back in October. And then a week later, he finished second to Keegan Bradley at the Zozo. He then went on to take 21st at the RSM Classic. Driving accuracy and putting are really what are the strengths for Andrew Putnam. 10th uh, in this field for strokes gained putting on Bermuda over the last 24 rounds and 18th in fairways gained. He's really good around the greens, good on the par fours. He was also second here at the Sony four years ago. He's been as high as third at Colonial. Um, he's the only guy on my card this week that did not tee it up last week at Kapalua, and we know that's kind of a heavy trend here. Eight of the last nine Sony Open uh, winners have played the week prior in Maui, and then 17 of the last 24 as well. 
And, you know, I think some people, Wes, will argue that, you know, that's oftentimes the best players in the world at Kapalua. So it makes sense that they go on to win here the next week. But I, I really also think a lot of that has to do with getting accustomed to the island air, the breezes, the humidity, the time change. I, I think that seems to matter a little bit here before teeing it up at YLA. Yeah, and one more to uh, add on your Andrew Putnam, actually, when I talked about strokes game, short game, I went over the last 36 rounds. Number one in this field is one Andrew Putnam. Very good. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for my plays this week. Uh, Wes, who is, uh, who's getting your aloha and mahalos this week? Yes. Uh, and we'll make it three for three. I believe, uh, uh, Russell Henley, I played him 22 to one as well. Last week, Rom avenged that runner up finish at Kapalua in 2022. Maybe Russell Henley's going to do the same here, uh, where I thought he should have won the event, but Ended up leaving the door open for Matsuyama, and Matsuyama absolutely slammed it shut, as I mentioned earlier. Henley's a former winner here, 2013. Also leads the field for both fairways gained and good drives gained. So, look, we we know he putts well on Bermuda. That's his preferred surface. And if if he's going to hit it so well off the tee, which these statistics I mentioned indicate that he will, I think he's going to be a contender this week. And then another at 22 to one, I did a go ahead and use Corey Connors who ranks second in the field actually for strokes gain total at wildlife country club over the last 24 rounds. I think Matt Kuchar was the one ahead of him. Who's always been a good horse for course here. Uh, the TD green game for Corey Connors is perfect here. The short game is always a question, but a lot. Uh, I think I think I read it was like three of his top four putting performances on the PGA Tour were at this course at Wiley. So he's taken to these greens at least. Uh, Cam Davis, thirty six to one, did not play Kapalua last week, but does come in on some winning form. He played a kind of a silly season event over in Australia. Jeff Ogilby, the former U.S. Open champion, hosts something called the Sandbelt Invitational. And that was over in Australia and Cam Davis won that event to close out December, 2022. So, you know, it's a silly season event. You don't want to put too much credence or stock into it, but still it's winning. And I think, you know, that puts you in a winning mood, like, Hey, I'm ready to go for this 2023 campaign. Uh, six top tens last year overall on tour. He's ranked, I, I think, around 70th in the world right now, trying to get in that top 50 so he can get in all those major championships. He was the 36-hole leader here, actually, in 2020 before he finished ninth. Uh, K.H. Lee, 40-1. to one. Far from a Byron Nelson specialist. Of course, he's won the AT&T Byron Nelson uh, two consecutive years, 21 and 22. But if you look later on in the season, he was fifth at the BMW. He won two of his three matches at the President's Cup at Quail Hollow. Then he finished third at the CJ Cup, was eighth at the QBE shootout, partnering with Corey Connors, and then seventh last week at Kapalua. He was fourth in the field last week for strokes game T to green. So while Soon JM and Tom Kim of the South Korean contingent are getting a lot of the hype, keep an eye on this guy, KH Lee. JT Poston, 50 to 1, another guy that finished mid pack. At Kapalua, of course, uh, he got in that field winning the John Deere last year. Doesn't have a lot of a history here, but he profiles well. When we talk about those correlated courses, he profiles well. He's He won the Wyndham, and he's won the John Deere Classic on shorter, lower-scoring courses. Was third off the coast at the RSM Classic, second in the Barbasol, third at the Sanderson Farms. You kind of get the picture here. So JT Poston, 50 to 1. And then uh, Mackenzie Hughes, 66 to 1. And if you're talking about a guy with a great short game, 
He's got one of the best. Uh, obviously, profiles very well. Was middle of the pack last week in Maui and has, uh, you know, never finished better than 19th, which was last year here at this event. But already a winner in the wraparound season on the PGA Tour, the final wraparound season before we get, go back to a calendar season in 2024. Won the Sanderson Farms down in Mississippi last September. So Mac Hughes is a guy and get hot on the greens. I think the lack of distance off the tee is going to be mitigated here on such a short course. And then we add with another Canadian. I got a lot of Canadians on the card this week. Uh, Adam Svensson, 80 to one. Ah, Ooh. yes. My, my man at the RSM. You know very well having hit <laughs> at the RSM classic in the season finale last year. He was actually, if you look, he was 37th last week in what eventually became a 38 player field when Xander Shopley withdrew with a back injury in the second round. But that was his first start after winning an event. He had several weeks off, so he was probably a little bit rusty. He finished seventh here uh, last year in 2019. He was actually the first round leader when he shot a nine under par round of 61. So he is very capable here. And then, uh, uh, the I played three matchups. I may add a couple more. I did fade Hideki Matsuyama with one of your selections, Brian Harmon, late a dollar thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Harmon might be the guy of that kind of like, you know, top six, seven guys in the field that I don't play that I may kick myself. So at least I got <laughs> him in a matchup. Uh, ben Griffin minus a dollar twenty over Davis Thompson. Ben Griffin, when I was looking at a lot of the stats, and this guy is a bomb down the field, uh, really good. Uh, top 15 in the field on strokes gained approach. Uh, uh, very good on uh, uh, par four scoring, I should say. I think he's 12th in the field. And, you know, kind of profiled on these stats. Second, actually, in birdie or better gain the last 36 rounds, right behind Tom Kim, our tournament favorite. So I took Ben Griffin in a matchup. And then I also took one of Matt's guys, Keith Mitchell, in a matchup. Minus 123 over our guy, Taylor Montgomery, who I'm going to be on a lot over the next couple months on the West Coast swing. But I don't know if this is necessarily the spot. I don't know how much experience he has playing on the islands. I know he's played in uh, some of the Bahamas events on the Corn Ferry Tour, but never really finished that high. So I think you might want to attack Taylor Montgomery in this West Coast swing. Like maybe when we get to Phoenix, we get to Scottsdale rather when we get to Torrey Pines, perhaps next week, if he's in the field at the American Express in Palm Springs, that's when I think you want to get on Taylor Montgomery, but maybe not this week. Yeah, maybe Pebble Beach too. I think that's Absolutely. a good call. He's He's got to have some familiarity uh, with all those courses growing up here in Las Vegas. But I, I agree with you. You know, we saw him kind of fade. I believe it was the last time out. I can't remember if it was the RSM or, or Houston or something like that, but you know, he, he was playing so well and he was playing every week. And then I think he just kind of ran out of gas. And I don't know if this is the right place for him either. I, I would agree with you there, Keith Mitchell over Taylor Montgomery. But yeah, look out. Once this guy uh, catches his breath and gets hot again, he's going to win here pretty soon. Yeah, no question about it. So and and, and look, he just set the, uh, the uh, course record at Shadow Creek uh, right around the new year as we turn the calendar. So He's in pretty darn good form. I, I don't think his first win is too far away. I didn't know that. Uh, very cool. Of course, his dad, Monty Montgomery, is the general manager out here at Shadow Creek Golf Club in Las Vegas. That is going to do it for another edition of Short Shots. We'll be back next week to preview, uh, preview the American Express from La Quinta, California, as we make our way back stateside and kick off the West Coast swing. Enjoy the Sony Open, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. 
to VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.